Hey everyone, welcome to episode 17, part 2. Or as I like to say, part dose. Alright John, just... I can't do that? It just... (laughs) You're just saying the same thing I'm saying. Okay. But like, in the whitest way possible in a different language. (laughs) You're so right. This is great because we get to talk to you guys twice in one week. Right? I know, this is awesome. I wish we could do this weekly or like twice a week, but... Unfortunately, we have jobs, so that sucks. <laughs> yeah. Kay has too much responsibilities. I do. I do. Okay. So on Monday, a few days ago, we brought to you the overview of the cases at Spreckles Mansion. And we also did an in-depth analysis on the case of Max Shacknai and his supposed accidental death. And the response on social media has been overwhelming, and you guys definitely believe, as we do, that at the very minimum, the case was closed prematurely. That the injuries and circumstances surrounding his death are way too suspicious for the final ruling to be an accident. So it's actually pretty cool that we did the two-parter. Even we did it like a few days later because we get the response, and then we can talk about it some more because it's great when we have interactions with people who listen. Definitely. And I completely agree with everything everyone's saying. Nothing seems to make sense about the accidental death of Max Shacknai. So one of the reasons that Max's case may have been prematurely closed is because of the events that took place at the same mansion only a few days later. So today we'll get into what happened two days after the accident, well, the accident that happened to Max Shacknai, because he's not going to be pronounced dead until July 16th. So it's five days after the incident in which he's pronounced dead. But in between that time is the death of Rebecca Zahal. So today we're going to go over what happened with Rebecca, how she was found, what kind of evidence was found in the guest room, what evidence was found in the guest house, and what was determined later by investigators. And this one, if you thought the Max Shacknai one was confusing, it's going to be a little more confusing. And that's probably my guess as to why investigators closed Max's premature, like his case prematurely, is because they had to handle this Rebecca Howe case. Oh, definitely. Like they didn't even have time to really like sit and really try to figure out what happened with Max because this whole Rebecca thing. Kind of. Right. And the media putting pressure on them didn't help. But also, like I said in the first episode, every time you ask a question, two more seem to come right back to you. There's always more questions than answers. Yeah. So, um, without any further ado, let's start talking about Rebecca Zahal. Police say the suspect, 31-year-old Jeffrey Dahmer, has confessed to the killings of 11 people whose remains were found in his apartment. We are all evil in some form or another, are we not? Lock your doors, lock your windows. If you have the ability to provide additional security devices, then by all means do so. So, just a recounting of the facts. Rebecca's body was found by Adam Shacknai, who is the brother of her boyfriend, Jonah Shacknai, when he was going to the main house for coffee in the morning. He frantically called the police. He then cut her down, took the gag out of her mouth, and loosened the restraints on her wrists. To also provide context and a timeline, the night of July 12th, which is the night the incident took place because on July 13th, the morning of, her body is found, Rebecca had received a text message from Nina Romano, who is the sister of Dina, the mother of Max. At 10.48 p.m., Nina was asking Rebecca if she could stop by and they could talk about what happened to Max. It seems like Max's family, in particular his aunt, Dina's sister, keeps pressing Rebecca for what happened. Right. Um, Because, and I think this may have been at the confusion of doctors maybe police officers i don't think anyone got a full picture of what happened and initially doctors were saying to jonah and to dina that max had a heart attack yeah i think that i think that maybe she was trying to reach out maybe she thought like a more gentle approach would help maybe 
stir up memories that she might have forgotten? Well, I don't think that she was being gentle. You don't think so? About this. No, that's not the, the um it's not the vibe I got. I think it was the fact that the doctor said that Max had a heart attack was more confusing to Max's family because he's a healthy six year old boy. And although those things happen, it made it more confusing than to say he fell down a flight of stairs. So they were saying the what initiated his fall was a heart attack. So they had a million questions for Rebecca because that's a very confusing thing to happen for a six-year-old boy. Right. So they kept pressing Rebecca, what happened, what happened, what happened? And I think that was, uh, and now if what we said on Monday might have been true, that maybe there was other circumstances that took place beforehand that was adding some pressure onto Rebecca here. But either way, she didn't respond to the message that Nina is going to send to her. And this is this leads us to the first kind of bizarre fact that we have to take into account when we talk about the Rebecca's a how case. And that's the fact that Nina does admit that she stopped by the house of Spreckle's mansion. Remember, her sister does live down the street, so she's staying down the street. It's not like she drove hours out of the way to get there. She knocked on the door. No one responded, and she left. She said she only stayed there a few minutes. Now, what's weird about this is that Nina at the time, now obviously their hair colors have changed, Nina had blonde hair, and Dina, her twin sister, had dark hair. Okay. So there was a witness who told police that on the night Rebecca Zahau committed suicide, was murdered, or whatever went down, that they saw a woman with dark, long hair in a dark outfit around the house, like around the outside of the house. Okay. Nina has admitted that she did go to the door to check on it. I mean, to check on Rebecca because she wasn't answering her text messages, but she was wearing... Dark gray yoga pants and a light gray yoga, like, zip-up kind of thing. Okay. And she has blonde hair. So there's no way the two, if there was a dark-haired woman, could have been confused with each now, other. Now, where was Dina and all this? There's video footage that has come out since, you know, obviously all of the craziness surrounding this case that Dina and Jonah there's video footage of them being at the hospital the whole night. Okay. So it was not Dina. Possibly another long, dark, long-haired... Now Rebecca Zahau has dark, long, dark well, hair. Right. Could she have been seeing Maybe Rebecca? she was... Wouldn't it just be ridiculous if it was just like her taking out the trash? Right, exactly. <laughs> but that's what... You know, you, we, you hear about that a lot, though, where like, oh, eyewitness testimony, and you can kind of write it yeah. off because, you know, um, not to make a joke, of it but you know like if the fucking eyewitness is blind or, or farsighted or some sort of visually impaired you know issue you could completely fuck that up are you referring to my cousin Vinny? Like, is that what you're talking about right now? <laughs> I actually love that movie, but that's yeah. not where I was going with it. But I do. I it is a valid point. Great, to my make. cousin Vinny reference. Good. Good. Thank you. Um, I know what you're saying though. They do say that the most unreliable type of testimony you could have is eyewitness testimony because of what we forget. I mean, right. I also think that the media circus that surrounded this case was absolutely ridiculous. So maybe someone stepped forward because they wanted attention for it. I mean, there's so many possibilities. You and I are totally on the same wavelength sometimes. Yeah. That's exactly what I was just about to say to you. And we also have to remember that this is Coronado Island was it's not only a big touristy kind of place um the hotel there's a hotel that's down the street like this famous hotel so ocean boulevard is a place where people are constantly walking up and down the street so i mean this eyewitness could be a tourist could be someone who's involved in the neighborhood and knows a couple and just wants to be involved so the eyewitness testimony is pretty shaky and no one ever really relies on it so i think it's kind of something we could put in the back of our mind okay because it really could be explained away a little bit also to to further go into that what you just said i mean if it's a you know you have tourists walking around 
I don't think it's crazy to believe that they would look and stop at a house and, and look at it. I mean, if it is as old as it is, it's it's a it's a massive house. It's definitely a landmark. And it's a landmark of, of the area, so I think that it's a hot spot. But then that also could make the eyewitness more reliable because the problem with eyewitnesses is that you never think about what you're seeing. Like, you're just walking down a street. But if I know I'm specifically going to look at one house, like, oh, wow, that's a gorgeous house. I'm going to remember. Like, it's remarkable to me in some way. So my memory would be a little bit better surrounding that house. But it was at night. It was dark. So they couldn't really properly identify the person they supposedly saw outside the house. But another thing that was reported by several witnesses, so when something's corroborated, obviously, it's a little bit more reliable, was the fact that extremely loud music was coming from the house late at night. Really? Okay. So just keep that in the back of your mind. Strange. Yeah. Along with not answering Nina's text messages, Rebecca is going to be texting with her sister, in particular, her sister, Mary, who is in Missouri. And she's going to be texting her sister until about 11 p.m. that night. So she's texting her pretty late into the night. A few hours later, records show that Rebecca checked her voicemail at 12.50 a.m. So she was, for such a long day, she remember like the day previous, well... That day, she drove to the airport the night of the 12th three times. That's a lot. It's a lot. It and is. then now, she's she's up till like 12.50 in the morning. I mean, maybe this message woke her up. It's possible. I don't know. Yeah. But she checked it at okay. 12.50 a.m. And this was a message from Jonah because Jonah does state that the message was from him. He tells investigators. was He said that he was informing her that the doctors told him and Dina... That the condition of Max had worsened and that the damage done was most likely irreversible. Now, Jonah claims that he didn't sound accusatory in this message and he was just keeping her in the loop. Okay, but that's the claim. We've n- No one's ever heard this voicemail. So no one knows what it really said because the voicemail was deleted. And there was no way to retrieve the deleted voicemail because hmm. the... The experts that they had regarding cell phones back then could work out only on... They were only experts on certain devices, and apparently Rebecca's cell phone was brand new, and they didn't know about the program. But I don't know. <laughs> Which is so crazy to believe. I mean, because this happened in 2011, No, right? but it's not crazy to believe because 2011 was kind of the turning point from going from those obsolete flip phones and blackberries like, and blackberries and no blackberries were like just like blowing up see i don't even it, remember it was it was <laughs> 2011 was like the switch over from like yeah like the blackberries to the iphones and the androids and the androids yeah. and no more voyager like yeah gonzo the clown oh, is that what you had you had a voyager i did have a i actually did you think really, you were really cool I did, and I really, <laughs> I miss my Voyager. I wish I could have it back. Best of both worlds, touch screen, and then when you're angry, you can flip it open and just got your little keyboard there, <laughs> and you could type an angry text message, and you could, like, shut it, like, it's pretty, I liked it, I like it. I would bring it back, I would bring back the flip phone for the slamming it shut purpose. I don't think that's enough to bring it back. I think people would agree with me here. <laughs> anyway. So... Rebecca's kept in the loop. She knows Max is very sick and that he may not come back from this accident. So she checked that message. She deleted it. Once again, message couldn't be retrieved. So for all we know, Jonah... And I'm not saying it would be bad if he was accusatory. I can understand a father, 48 hours after this accident took place and his girlfriend was watching the child, be angry. I mean, I think that's a natural human emotion. I also don't think it's wrong if he was. And just because if he was accusing her of it, you know, as far as like, the, that's mm-hmm. the you know, she's the reason why he's hurt. Right. I mean, that wouldn't give him cause to, you know, uh, have her killed or, or, or whatever they might no, speculate. No, I'm, I'm not saying it's going that far. I'm just saying that 
Jonah has stated that he wasn't accusatory or angry in this message. Well, whether or not he was. And I'm was, saying, even um, if he was, I mean, that's not something I would completely blame him for. No, I wouldn't. Especially since they have the the mother of, her, of his child there with him, probably. It's probably... Yeah, I mean, Jonah seems to have... But Jonah does seem to have bizarre reactions. Because we know how he reacted to learning that Rebecca killed herself. Or yeah, supposedly weird. killed herself. His yeah. reaction was very bizarre. So what I'm thinking is, if that was his reaction to finding out his girlfriend killed herself, I can't picture him having this crazy emotional outburst. Like, I think it's most likely that he kind of, he's a stick to the facts kind of person. And he told her, doctor said backs isn't getting better. Like A, B, C, and D. Yeah. Cut and dry. And sometimes people respond more to someone being unemotional than someone being emotional. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we don't know what that message said, and we can't speculate what it said. But I think either way, I mean, someone's entitled to their feelings when their son's oh, basically being Dad. being told that they're going to die. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In order for um, Rebecca's body, now remember, we're trying to create a timeline here. In order for Rebecca's body to be in the state of rigor mortis that it was, when Adam Shackney found her, took her down, and gave her CPR, and investigators found her, that means that her death would have had to occur between that, the listening of that voice message at 12.50 a.m. and 2, um, yeah, 12.50 a.m. and 2.50 a.m. So, the suicide, murder, accidental death, whatever we're going to call it, had to have happened between 12.50 and 2.50. So two hours. Okay. Remember, she was just on the phone texting her sister. Her sister claimed that she was in good spirits, that she was talking about possibly going to visit them in September or October. Okay. So she was making future plans. That's not signs of someone who's about to commit suicide. And that she seemed upset about what happened to Max. But the way her sister worded it was, it wasn't an unhealthy obsession with the accident. Like, she felt guilty. Right, I But she wasn't obsessing over it. Right, I understand what you're saying. It wasn't enough to push her over the edge, let's right. say. So, now, remember that Adam Shackney is going to claim that he, he went to bed at 8 p.m. So, he doesn't claim to hear this loud music that was going on in the house. And if he took an Ambien, if he's being correct about that, I mean, that would make sense. The house and the guest house aren't that far apart. If the music was loud enough for people to hear it across the street in another homes, he should have been I, able I would to hear. think it would have woken him up. I mean, I guess some people go out when they take Ambien. I don't know. I don't know either. But, um, okay, what we want to go over with you now are the facts listed in the initial autopsy reports. And... <laughs> Before I get into what's listed in the official autopsy reports, I have to tell you that this case a lot of people look into. It's a very fascinating case. So the San Diego County Police Department put together a PowerPoint presentation, which is kind of like a summary of the autopsy report. But it's really, really funny because they're trying... Now, this is completely my perspective, so someone might see it a different way. But when you read the actual autopsy report, which is 16 pages long, and then you read the PowerPoint, which is like about a good six, seven slides, the PowerPoint only covers the facts that would lead to it being a suicide. I see what you're saying. So it's kind of like the San Diego County Sheriff's Department is kind of trying to project out there, this is a suicide, everyone just leave it alone. Yeah. Uh, Which so, I can believe that because, like I said, I think they want this case closed and right, done. That's with. what. Well, that's kind of what I said uh, on, on part one. Is they don't want this to be reopened or you know give anybody even a, an inkling of uh, the possibility of a murder because then they have to open it back up. So I could see that. And they would have to admit to wrongdoing. I mean, right. the fact alone that her body was left out naked and reporters were taking pictures and videos of it was is ridiculous. Well, that's bullshit. So, this is the initial autopsy report. You have to know that this is the first autopsy that was done. Rebecca's family, after the San Diego Sheriff's Department is going to claim that it was a suicide, is going to choose to resume her body and have a second autopsy done. 
So what I'm reading you, uh, what I'm reading to you now is from the first autopsy report, and then we'll go over any contradictions that came up in the second autopsy. So, like I said, very long, 16 pages. Um, a lot of it can be found online. And the first few pages kind of summarize the events that happened prior. So, it's kind of giving you context. So, what happened with Max, how her body was found, what we've already been over. The report states that Rebecca's sister, Mary, whom she was texting until 11 p.m., claimed that Rebecca, although saddened by the events of the accident, did not overly blame herself and was making plans to see her family in September or October. According to medical and social history, Rebecca was in excellent physical health. She was someone who really took care of herself. She ran all the time. She also really cared about her physical appearance. So in the autopsy, kind of goes over, um, she had makeup tattoos. So like her eyebrows were tattooed in. Hmm. And so were... um, they tattooed a blue eyeliner was tattooed like above her on wow. her upper lid. She was an innovator. Well, of the tattoo. That's makeup. actually something that was really big in like the early two thousands. I rem- I know my cousin, um, which I'm sure she's regretting now in 2017, got a really light brown, uh, like lip liner tattoo. No way. Yeah, so it's always on. Ugh. <laughs> It was really, but that was what was popular then, and everyone yeah. was getting these, like, tattoos of, like, makeup, and I know her mother, my aunt, got above her eyes, but it was black, like, the eyeliner tattooed on, so it's like you basically Jeez. don't have to do it, um, but pretty sure those are regretted. Yeah. Yeah, those are my God. a brown lip liner. I would liner never tattoo that on, on my her face lips all the time. if I was a woman. Yeah. So, Rebecca went the same route. I think blue is a bold a bold statement to have tattooed on your upper eyelids. Yeah, but some people could pull it off though. Yeah, she could, and Rebecca was a very beautiful woman. Um, she so like we said, very physically in, in shape. She seemed to take care of herself. And when the examiners were led to the room from which the rope originated, they are going to it's it's kind of a puzzling scene of what they walk into. So the first thing, obviously, when you walk in is that message on the door that we talked about. Um, She saved him. Can you save her? Very strange. Very strange. I've I've thought about it over and over and over again. And I just, there's a few scenarios that I think could be possible. Like, say Rebecca did write that message. Just say, for the sake of it. Would she mean the fact that Maybe Jonah Shack and I had bad previous marriages. She saved him. Can he save her? Kind of thing. Like, yeah. I saved you from those marriages. Can you save me from this, like, guilty feeling? Yeah, but I don't know. Um, I, it's just, the whole thing is weird. The fact that if she had to write that on the wall, she would have had to stand up on, like, a ladder or a I chair. I know, I know. But, like, I'm saying the scenario that even if someone did this, and someone wrote this for her, what would their perceived message be? Like, are they referring to Jonah? Are they referring to Max? What's happening? Did you think maybe it could be literally nothing to throw investigators off their trail? Because if something's written there, it's like... It's confusing. It's confusing. Like, maybe it means absolutely nothing. Right, but it's something that people are holding on to, so it's distracting them from the actual fact that this isn't a suicide. And it adds the a layer of, okay, well, maybe this Bizarre. is like, well, there's a message, like, who can, you know, was it personal? Was it just random? Was it, like, you know what I mean? Like Yeah, it's... and the, the investigators that Rebecca's family are going to hire and her attorney, Ann Bremner, who we'll talk about a little bit later on, they're going to make the claim that the fact that black paint was involved and there was like a weird message scrawled on a door that that brings um kind of a ritualistic feel to the to the murder. Okay. So that adds a different aspect to it. But other than the message sprawled on the door, which I really I really can't make sense of. I don't know what it could mean and I think most likely it might be it either might so say we take both scenarios suicide murder 
if it was a murder, maybe you're right. It was to throw people off because it doesn't seem to make sense whatsoever. But then if it's a suicide, maybe it's just the ramblings of someone who is really incoherent at that point. Both are possible. Yeah. Really. Either they way. They really are. Yeah. Um, so besides that bizarre message, uh, a paintbrush with black paint on it is going to be lying on the floor of the bedroom. Now, I thought this was weird. Why didn't you just fingerprint the paintbrush? You mean, why didn't you just use your hands and the paint to... No, what, I, no, what I'm saying is, <laughs> why didn't the police fingerprint the paintbrush? Was her fingerprints on it? Or was somebody well, that's, else's? That's a good point. That I don't has know. not come up anywhere in any of the research that I could do. The only thing I could find about other sources of DNA is that there were none. There was no trace of DNA other than Rebecca's in that bedroom or on that balcony. Which really doesn't mean anything because if someone lives in, think about it, you and I live in this apartment, right? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're all over the place. Uh, well, you know, I, yes, because it's it's 700 square feet. So yes, no, we but, are on every, every foot of this apartment. So we're everywhere in this apartment, down to the hair. If I cut my finger and, you know, there's blood on the floor literally skin whatever cells i'm just i'm just saying i know so do i but no seriously though when someone lives in an apartment john you're gonna clean the apartment me no yeah you can do that i'm sorry (laughs) i do try though guys but it never comes out as good as k okay sorry keep going anyway you you sidetrack me i just i'm just saying that pretty much when you live in a place your dna is everywhere your genetic makeup is literally everywhere all over your apartment. Right, that makes sense. So, of sense. course, they're going to find that it's only her in the apartment. No, what I'm saying is there wasn't... No, I know. But I, right, so if you were to say that she was murdered, there would be a trace of someone else. Unless it was cleaned up really well. Because that's what Ann Bremner is claiming, that, that that was a massive good cleanup. If you think about it, the time that they would have to clean up is... Well, they had a lot of time. A lot of time. If someone did it. If someone did it. So besides the paintbrush laying on the floor, obviously the paint was also there. There were a few knives, like kitchen knives, in the room. Then, and we're going to post this online. It's kind of a a sketching of how the bed was set up with the rope. So if you were to look at a bed frame from an aerial viewpoint... The bottom, like the the bottom right leg of the bed the leg was, was, was where the rope was tied to. And then it kind of went around something and then out the balcony. So it was supported a lot. And that's where the rope was hanging out of the balcony. And that's what was found in the room. Now, Rebecca was... When she was found hanging, completely nude. The only thing that she had on, she had like a a Livestrong band on. That was the only thing that she was wearing. Hmm. That's it. Um, another thing that was interesting was in the autopsy reports, it reads that her she was gagged and that her hands were bound in a specific knot. However... I don't like the fact that the police included that in the autopsy report because when the police came to the scene, Adam Shacknai had loosened the knot of her hands yeah, he and taken the down. gag off. Right. So they can't say in the autopsy report that's how her body was found. No, because that's not how it was found. The only person that knows how she originally was, you know, was Adam. That's it. Right. That is it. That's the only person. And he messed with the scene. He's the only one that messed up. That he can. He really contaminated a crime scene. Yes. So I mean, I mean that's something that we see all the time happen. Yeah. Um, another interesting thing, and I think women could kind of attest to this a little bit more than men could, unless you have really long hair. Rebecca has really long, straight black hair, which was tucked in to the noose. And it was tucked into the gag. So that's That's a little strange because instinctively, if you have long hair, you just pull it out. I see what you're saying, yeah. You know what I mean? And in the process of trying to... It sounds ridiculous when you say it out loud. 
bind your feet. Now, she had to have put the noose and the gag on before she bound her hands. Right? Right. So, that means she had to have done that on the balcony, most likely. Right. Now, when you're doing that, and it's going to be so uncomfortable with everything being so tight with your hair tucked in, and you're trying to wrap all your hands up in front of you, and then loosen it, and then put it behind you, and it's just it just seems like such a bizarre scenario to go through. It is. It is. If, if she was just found, like... What, what makes it weird for me is she's found naked, mm-hmm. she's gagged, and she's, you know, her legs and feet, it was her feet too? Yes. Okay, she's, so she, it's it's just too much for me. Right. Whether or not you can do it yourself, it's just too much. Like, why right. would you go through, I know we talked about it briefly, about like, you know, you know. It's the will to live. The will to live. Some I get do. that. I get that. But it's just too much. Well, some people tie their hands the fact that her feet were also bound was strange another thing i thought was weird too was in the autopsy report so i'll I'll begin to start reading it because i don't want to go too far and then skip over and miss things it says the cause of death was hanging from suicide the long drop in uh, air quotes there was that of nine feet from a small second floor balcony there was corresponding ligature furrows around the neck. Now, we'll go like issue by issue. How the hell did Rebecca get a random amount of rope, cut it into three pieces, one to bind her hands, one to bind her feet, and then she just knew measurement perfect because her body was hanging like her feet were two feet above the ground what a freaking perfect measurement from the foot of the bed to the to the balcony i mean you could write that off as she got lucky or someone let's say if she was murdered it's insane just saying now don't forget this is a girl who went from at 11 p.m texting her sister i'll see you in september to in two hours making this insane plan to kill herself. I mean, this isn't just a normal, like, I'm going to take a few pills and sit in a bathtub. It's extreme. It's extreme for a two-hour, like, oh, this is what I'm doing. She doesn't know how to tie those knots. She's never tied knots before. Well, I have every, a theory in that. Every, we'll, we'll go yeah. about that later. Everyone stated that Rebecca has never tied a knot in her life. Yeah, it's weird. And so she wouldn't go from, like, if her thought process was, I'm going to kill myself, wouldn't it be with something that is easier to do? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, even if you didn't have those things, um, like, let's say you didn't have pills accessible to you or, you know, you would find other means. I mean, uh, I can't really think about those things because I'm not suicidal, but... Or I've ne- you know, I've never had uh, some sort of breaking point like that. But uh, you know, if there's other means, and if she just wanted to just do that, she if she wanted to just die, she would just jump there was off. Ways that were so much. She could have went to like the highest bridge or something, mm-hmm. jumped off, or like, like I, anything could have. I also think that it's a huge jump for someone to go from a healthy amount of guilt to extreme guilt like that. Like some people make the argument that Rebecca felt really guilty and. Um, she wanted to make a show of her death because of the guilt that she felt. I don't think people go from that extreme. I don't either. In two hours. I, I don't either. Especially if she was talking to her sister and everything seemed... For the, for the ba- most part, For the normal. most part, normal. As normal as it could be under the circumstances. Uh, under the circumstances of what happened, yes. So what I had just read for you, um, the ligature furrows that were found around her neck were... Um, found in a fashion that the autopsy report suggests that it was from a noose and the and the injuries that she sustained bilateral periorbital conjunctive conjunctival and and the injuries that she sustained which are crazy technical but really all they're saying is that she had like abrasions in her mouth 
and her eyes were blackened. So it it was um, showing of her being alive when the when she dropped. Right, because there's a struggle there when you're right, when you're trying to yeah. breathe. And however, the second autopsy report is suggesting that those injuries were sustained prior to her being dropped and that the injuries on her neck are too low so like they're saying there's two injuries were found in the second autopsy one from the rope but one lower there was a bone broken lower in her throat area that is more suggestive of being strangled Hmm. by hands because when you obviously hang yourself the rope's going to go higher it slides up Right. So that's where the rope mark was, but below was also another broken bone. So you're saying, that's yeah. Strange. And the fact that it may have just happened either resulted in those injuries still taking place or the injuries happened before she was dropped. I see what you're saying. Isn't it funny how you have two autopsy reports that are... Contradicting. Yes. But you can also say that, unfortunately, there was an agenda with the second autopsy report. But you can also say there was an agenda with the first. Isn't that sad, though? Yeah. So, all right, so let's continue. There's also head injuries that were sustained. So there were some injuries that were reported on her head. I mean, there's no fracturing of the skull, but there's injuries on the head. Some people, the, you know, forensic scientists from the sheriff's department, are going to infer that when Rebecca leapt off the balcony, that she possibly, like, hit her head on the way down. Okay. But then on the opposite side, scientists from Rebecca's side of the family are going to say that that's impossible to do. So that's another thing that's up for debate is, is that bump on her head from something that happened prior to her being thrown from the balcony? Or is that something happened when she leapt from the balcony because it was an awkward fall because she was bound? That's something that hasn't been determined. And I don't think ever will be determined because no. we don't know the scenario. I mean, you can try to go into it by saying like when she when she jumped, right? You know, from the pull of the noose, it kind of jerked her body in a crazy motion and hit Correct. her head in the back of the wall of the staircase mm-hmm. or something to that effect. But like you're right, we'll never really know. Now, there's also a lot of kind of. Do you hear that woman upstairs? I hope they. I hope they heard that. Isn't that crazy? We have elephants upstairs. We really do. Training for the Olympics. <laughs> okay, go ahead. It's insane. It, go ahead, keep reading. Like, it what, really is. Like, what are you doing? I don't know. They, I don't know. They run. They don't walk in their apartment. They run. They run. It's either they're running or there's vacuums. Ridiculous. Okay. So, get me distracted. So, another thing that they mention is, I hope they also don't hear our conversations about murder and death all the time. So they might think we're just as weird as them. No, we're pretty quiet. Yeah. Okay. Unless you're playing video games. Then they might think you're murdering somebody actually in the apartment. Yeah, you can say that. So there's also little tiny lacerations all over Rebecca's legs and body. But, I mean, that's easily dispelled um, about... Some people say, okay, it happened during the fight, this fight that took place. But... I don't think so. I think I'm kind of on the other side with this one. When her body was dropped, whether it was on her own accord or by somebody else, there's two large plants below the balcony. And one kind of looks very cactusy. And one is just very like leafy and branchy. So I think when her body was dropped, however it was dropped, it's going to swing because of momentum. Right? I mean... So it could be going... It was just her body rubbing against the... I think that's... It's very minimal. No, it's tiny. Like, it's not, like, cuts. Like, it's little scratches. All right. I think that's from the plants. It could be. It could be. That's the only thing that would explain it. No one's going to go and, like, give her a little tiny... The tiny... Like, pinpricks. Yeah, like, no one's going (laughs) to... Yeah. I think that might be from um, the plants that are around it. So it's kind of like an environmental injury that took place there death by cactus yeah just kidding i mean it could happen they're bad okay so let's also talk about rebecca's mental health because that's a good thing to to discuss um obviously when someone has these 
big events happening in their life, it's going to it's going to have an effect that's different than their everyday reactions to things. But I mean, it seemed like Rebecca had a pretty strong um, history of like mental wellness. She was very into physical fitness, eating right. She was in I mean, she wasn't she was a medical technician of sorts. I mean, she she seemed to live a healthy, productive, like mindful existence. You yeah, know what I, I mean? I mean, from everything I've heard so far, I would think it's it would be it would be asinine to say that she was no history of depression. Yeah, no mental illness. However, though, she did do that bizarre stealing money thing. I mean, stealing yeah, but, jewelry. But that it's has nothing weird. to do with your mental health. It's just a little strange that that event took place. Can I? It would be the same thing as you know. You're stealing candy bars. You don't do it anymore. I, I guess it's true, I, but I, I was also thirteen. All right. I'm just saying that we really. Can't, I mean, I do. I do get really tempted when I'm online at the grocery really store. Really can't relate her shoplifting to her mental health. Yeah. I, I don't think that has any. Relevance. I just want to take every perspective and like tie it in because I don't want to leave any stone unturned with this one. Hey, I got gotcha. you. Okay, so another thing that I think is really weird. I'm, I keep trying to, in my mind, do this, you know? Like, go through the scenario of I'm going to bind my feet, which I don't know how to do, but I'm going to figure out how to do it, a serious knot, which is the way, the way that her feet and hands were tied. Now, please forgive me because I don't know the name of this knot, but it is a way to tie a specific knot. She didn't just, like, ramble it together and tie it. It's a specific knot. Right. So, I don't know how to tie knots, but I will bound my feet together the correct way. I will... Now, on her balcony, this guest bedroom, second story balcony, the balcony was filthy. But there was footprints. V-shaped footprints. So that means her feet were bound, but kind of like sep- like in a V pattern. Like her heels were together, her toes were slightly out. So she had to have there, because she had to have the rope set up, put the noose on, and then bound herself. It's a lot of work. Wait, I'm not done yet. It gets crazy, crazier. You wouldn't think, but it does. There's then a second impression which is said to have been the big toe of her right foot. And then that's it. So you're telling me this girl bound completely. Feet bound, hands bound, gag on, noose on, was able to get from one toe print over a balcony. No. No. (laughs) No. 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 Now, I will say, the sheriff's department did do that video of somebody trying to, like, bind themselves or whatever. Then a news affiliate, like a local news affiliate, is going to have a video of a woman who is Rebecca size, bind herself, and go through the whole process of what could have been done, given the scenario, what the room looked like, what Rebecca had. And it took her a little over 25 minutes. So See, it's it's. I I know what you're saying, but I I, I this is where I start to kind of go astray because it's not whether or not she had the time to do it. No, I'm not. Well, what I'm saying is, if it took that much time to do it, that means that gives her even less time to think of this elaborate thing. An hour and a half, boom! You're going from one one extreme to the next. I the whole thing. When it comes to her being gagged and bound, it just doesn't make any sense. I I don't... Okay. If I were to kill myself because I was very upset and I felt guilty about what I did, I wouldn't... Now, Rebecca cares very deeply. And one thing that I have to say is 100% true and I believe is that she cares very deeply about her family. And I don't think she would have done that to her parents... To hang herself naked like that. I also think that she wouldn't do it to herself. Because no, she had a lot of self-pride. She had a lot of pride. She was a pretty woman. To she gag- cared about the she way she looked. she herself. Right. Who she, gags themselves? She and cared then- about the way she looked. And if you... 
Well, women statistically, when they commit suicide, will do something that will not affect their physical appearance. Yet, her physical appearance was sort of altered by having her gagged and bound and hanging. No, it was. There. It was like it. She was on display. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. That's not. That's not a way a woman. No. T- typically kills themselves no especially a woman who decides in an hour and a half that they're going to kill themselves and i'm going to tell you right now why would i know how to tie three different knots okay wow yeah were you in the boy scouts i was not in the boy scouts but when i was when i used to do construction i need to know how to tie knots when i used to signal cranes okay and i can tell you that all three of my knots that i know how to do are very hard they take time, and even to this day, I still screw them up sometimes. Well, you should have been in the Boy Scouts then. Okay. I and I'm telling you that those knots are not easy. No. And I could actually tell you right now that the knots used look like they're used for an, something else. Well. Not for binding people. They're used for other things. You're getting ahead of yourself. The way that the knots were set up because obviously I watched both reenactment videos was the ropes were basically crisscrossed back and forth several times between uh, the ankles, the wrists for both of them. And it's just so advanced. I think for if, if someone knows they're in a position where they, they've just hung themselves and they want to bind themselves just to stop them from trying to stop it. You just need to, to tie your wrists. Do you know what I mean? Even having your wrist tied in front of you would stop that. Definitely. Why the elaborateness of it and why the gag? <laughs> the gag makes no sense. And as far as the type of knot, it's, it's it, it doesn't fit the person. It doesn't fit right. what she was trying. If she did commit suicide, that's not to accomplish what she needed to do. It's right. like, why such an elaborate knot? It well, doesn't make any sense. Well, I will say that, and I don't want to put too much of a media perspective or spin on it, was that some members of the media were referring to the fact that this did look like bondage. Especially because she was naked and had paint on her nipple. Like, there seemed to be a sexual nature to it. Well, I don't think the paint on the nipple means anything. I think that maybe when she, if she did write no, that... if someone else wrote it, that would meant press they, up against her. they would have had to have touched her with the paintbrush or with their hand. Yeah. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. why it added a sexual nature to it. There were no signs, though, of sexual assault. And the rope that, like I said, there was no other, there was no footprints on the balcony. And they knew it was her footprints because the bottom of her feet were dirty. They had the dirt from the balcony on it. It was kind of like a clay-like kind of dirt. And there were no other footprints in the room or on the balcony besides there was one footprint, but it was like an officer's boot that they found out. And the carpet, just like the carpet in the hallway and down the stairs, is like a high pile carpet. Right. So if someone walked there and then cleaned it up, did it well, it doesn't look like Though, and I'm trying to say this with, like, the most respect, that it was the cleanest house. Right. So it wasn't like they had a spotless house and someone cleaned up a scene. Like, it was still kind of, like, messy and dirty. It wasn't like someone came in and vacuumed it. Do you know what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. Um, so like I said before, there was no signs of sexual assault. The toxicology reports came out 100% clean. So there was nothing in her system, not even alcohol. And although there were no signs of sexual assault, it did appear that the victim was on her period. And that's why they, the police say this accounts for the drops of blood being found in the bathroom. So the bathroom on the second floor had drops of blood in the shower. Okay. But they're saying that that was from her period. Right. Which I don't agree with. I wouldn't know. I know. Well, this is what I'm saying. Yeah. I have a mansion and I have an off, like I have a, I share the master suite with my boyfriend. I'm going to use the shower off from my bedroom. Right? Yeah. And after you take a shower, I mean, I'm sorry, men for listening to this, but like 
say you have your period, whatever, and you take a shower, there's not drops of blood still left in the shower. I mean, can't you account for that? Have you ever found drops of blood in our shower? I have not. So there you go. I mean, I just think it's bizarre to think that that's what the drops of blood are from. And as scientists, can't you figure out whether it's blood or menstrual blood? I mean, like, I'm sure what is can. this? 1712? Yeah. I mean, this is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Like, you were too lazy to take the sample. And when you were collecting evidence, you didn't know she had her period. You didn't know there was blood in her cervix. Yeah. So you just didn't collect it, and then there was an excuse afterwards for it. Yeah. yeah. Hey, that's possible. I, I I mean, I think though that if it was, I mean, but let's let's say this, right? If no. you're saying, uh, if you're saying it's not. No, I'm mad about this. No, no, I know that, but I'm just saying, like, all right. <laughs> so if it's not period blood. Okay. I know. I'm sorry. I hate saying it like that. But if it's not, (laughs) well, you had to say it like that. Period blood. (laughs) I'm sorry. But if it's not that, then what else are we gonna say it is? Is what? It's blood. It could be the intruder got hurt. No, that he was cleaning up the the scene because. Thank you for this lead way. Dried blood was found on her toes, fingers, and thighs. So that would indicate that it would would that there was a struggle. Right, and... And she might have, have fought to... back. She might have fought back. Hmm. There's no indications that any samples were taken from her nails. Wow. Yeah. What? Because <laughs> it looks like a suicide. It looks like it a looks suicide. It looks like a suicide, which it could... It's planned to look that way, <laughs> you know? And in addition to that, there was tape residue found on her legs in um, three parallel lines, like her legs were like duct tape um I'm it, assuming. it seemed like yeah. it seemed like tape from like like a medical kind of tape oh, okay they did she i mean now we're gonna do both sides she was a runner maybe she had her leg taped i don't know but the fact there was three parallel tape residue marks is a little strange yeah that maybe she was bound yeah that's weird like tape could have been used in the like beginning. tape could have been used to keep her legs together so it was easier for the person to bind her legs if she was fighting. Yeah. And then the tape or was taken off. she used the tape to kind of keep her feet in position yeah, so she not, could... I don't know. It, it, I It's so crazy because it, it can go either way. It's not completely explained. Um, from what I read, the tape was in three parallel lines is what it said. Three parallel areas on her legs. Did it go across the legs? Like, it wouldn't make sense if it went completely across both legs. That wouldn't be from taping your leg because of a sports injury. So I'm curious to know what where that residue was exactly and what the tape would have looked like on. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The report also makes sure to state very clearly that suicides with bindings are rare but do happen. But I think these are extreme bindings. Weird. But they have to say that, you know? Of course so, they do. I mean, I... I... So, Rebecca's family is going to come out after the San Diego um, Sheriff's Department is going to say that this is a suicide. And they're going to say that there is no way that she committed suicide. That they know their sister. She was a religious person. She loved her family. She wouldn't have embarrassed herself this way. And her sister is going to give a little bit of an interesting detail that might throw you through a loop here. Rebecca sleeps naked. Hmm. So... They have implied that maybe the message was left on Rebecca's phone and Adam's phone regarding the condition of Max Shackney. And when they both got that response, Adam Shackney went to the main house and got Rebecca from her bed while she was sleeping naked. I like that theory. Well, the family initially is going to n- not completely agree with that theory. They're going to first say that they believe that Dina and Nina and Adam, all three of them conspired together. That's also a good theory. Yes, but but the the civil court case that they have, they listed all three of them as being responsible for the death of Rebecca. However, they've recently dropped Nina and Dina from the lawsuit. So now that lawsuit is only against Adam Shackney. Now, Adam Shackney did take a lie detector test after he found the body. It was found to be inconclusive. 
It's still not clear exactly 100% why Dina and Nina have been removed from the lawsuit. I know that Dina now claims that she does not believe that Rebecca is responsible for the death of her son. And she's tried to reach out to the Zahau family to help them in their crusade in proving that Rebecca's death was not a suicide. It, in fact, was a murder. So she seems to want to help the family out. So we don't know exactly what happened that they were dropped in the lawsuit, but the lawsuit is still very strongly against Adam. And the family lawyer, Anne Bremner, is going to make um, some pretty strong cases against Adam. First, like you've been alluding to, go ahead, say it. Um, well, I wanted to say this. <laughs> He's a tugboat captain, right? And that's what I meant when I said about the knots being used for something else. And they're water These sport are, rope. It's water sport rope. So, okay, I didn't even know that, but that yes. even makes it more uh, yeah. more so where I feel like he definitely did it because when you're a tugboat captain, guys, I hope maybe there's a tugboat captain out there listening, but I, <laughs> I, I am not a tugboat captain, but I'm just saying, I know they use all sorts of knots and combination uh, knots in order to rig you know, their boat to another boat to pull right. it, to keep it straight, to, you know, while they're pushing it. Um, and, I, and I would have to say, if you're a tugboat captain, you're probably, I, you know, I would love to know if he was uh, some sort of, like, a fisherman or anything like that, because... No, I'm sure he was, all those Right, so, like, all those things, knots come into play, big time, big time. And yeah. when Kay mentioned the pattern of one of the knots used on her feet, I think it was that really triggered me. Yeah. Uh, the the crossing of back and forth. Yeah, that's both on well, hands and feet. Cr- a crossing back and forth on a like using that sort of knot system for that is, I, I'm pretty sure primarily to keep things from, and it's gonna sound stupid, from not moving. But I mean, there's no give, right. so like it's made to really. Uh, Secure things. Um, I know loggers use it sometimes to keep, you know, their all the logs, um, you know, at a sawmill in a line. Sometimes they'll even use it like that because it really gives a lot of support when holding things into place. Right. So, uh, you know, I'm it sure he used that all the time, with. right? So, um, the fact that he's a tugboat captain to me um, is a is a red flag, and it really points to, for me, in my personal opinion, that he. If he didn't do all of this and kill like and killed her, he had a big, big part in it. Right, and a, a definitely subduing her. Obviously, it was, and then the loud music in the house maybe was being played to stop the sounds of a struggle that was possibly occurring. Absolutely, there's no way there, that he did not hear that. There was also, um, and I don't know how much how much weight we can put on this. But it is an interesting and a little bit of a weird, bizarre um, little fun fact that on Adam Shackney's phone, the night of the murder, it was found that he Googled, um, well, not Googled, but he looked up, like he was on his smartphone, uh, and he looked up Asian porn and anime bondage porn. Uh I just think it's a weird fact. Oh, well, like almost like he was like reliving a fantasy, but then you're looking at okay, like what was the motive for it? Was it there was no sexual assault? Right. So l- let's just say but maybe that... he knew he couldn't do a sexual assault because it obviously would have been clear if his DNA was there. Right. But let's just say like okay, we're talking about motives. I mean, I know it's just a weird. Oh no, it totally is weird. Um, especially the way that she was found, also, and the fact well, that she what was makes it so bizarre. of I Asian mean, descent. Asian descent bondage. It's like Jesus Christ. It, 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 I don't and know. If, <laughs> and if it has nothing to do with it, what a freaking horrible coincidence that is. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. very strange. I know. I, I don't think it's a coincidence, though. But uh, Jonah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Jonah can be ruled out as can Dina only because they have been seen on surveillance. They didn't physically do it. Could they have paid someone to do it? Oh, vacuum's going upstairs. Could they have paid someone to do it? I don't... I think the time span is too short. I think it only just happened. Yeah, I don't think this is like... A murder for hire. murder for hire No, I don't think so either. I think that... Was Adam... A question I have is how close was Adam to Jonah and Max? Was this a, I'm just here to support my brother, yeah, this sucks, or was this, I'm pissed? Well, he's a tubbo captain. 
he probably doesn't have a lot of time off, and he's probably away from his his family and his yeah, he has home, a girlfriend. Um, for for long, you know, it's like these these periods of time where you're My just gone. My question so. is, was the anger there? Do you know what I'm saying? I'm sure it's a mix between someone living their fantasy, living out their fantasy, That's and the true. fact that he's pissed. It's just it's so unbelievably ridiculous, and it really is like. With everything that we've heard today, well, that I've heard today, um, I feel as if it was staged to look like a suicide. Yeah. And he had the wherewithal with those knots to know, like, mm-hmm. what to do. And uh, I, ju- I know he has he has the capability, but does he have the motive? I don't see I don't see the motive being there. The only thing that I could think of is that. Between the fact that his nephew is dead under her care, pretty right. much dead under her care. Right. Because, I mean, even though he died in the hospital. Maybe he overheard a conversation with her and her sister. I don't know. That Maybe that was a trigger. But now I'm completely um, making that up, though. Yeah, right, right. So we can't really say. I'm just saying the motive could just be that, well, a combined of the mm-hmm. fact that maybe he was living this fantasy. It got a little too crazy. Maybe he tried to hit on Rebecca and she said no and that made him respond. I hope that this vacuum... What are you vacuuming? Crazy. I know. But anyway, it could be a mix between him living out his fantasy, it got a little too far, maybe it got, you know, it got a little out of control and uh, that's what happened. I mean, that's just one thing. But I do believe, the one thing that I do know is that he is completely capable of doing all those knots and carrying this out. And I think that he did it. Yeah, I see like when I read the autopsy report and stuff like that happens too, it's like I get that it could have been and it could have been a murder, but why and who? I think that if the, everything that went down with Max Shacknai happened and this happened three months later, I'd be like, oh, okay, 100% conspiracy to kill her because of what happened to the boy, but it was not even 48 hours. Like I said, I think that there's just too much pointing to Adam. And I guess the my last... And we don't know what that voicemail said. We don't know what the voicemail said, but I think my last take on this is he, whether or not he was on Ambien or not, there's no way someone can sleep through loud noises like that, number one. Number two, he had, he had a proficiency in tying knots. And... Like I said, the number three, the motive could really just be a mix of um, his frustration with the fact that she was responsible for his nephew, his nephew's death, and maybe the fantasy. Maybe I don't know. A combination I mean, of the oh, two. It could be a combination. It could yeah. be one or the other. But I don't believe there is. It's not like he had no motive. There, there could have been. And you know, that doesn't always, always need to be motive. Right. It could have just been like uh, out of you know, it's out of the blue. Like right. I don't know. You know, maybe she, maybe he hit on her and she was, she rejected him like, hey, get the hell out of here. And, and then he, he got, got pissed. pissed the fuck off and, yeah. you know, took it to that maybe level. Maybe he was watching the porn, then went to go hit on her and then got rejected. It could have been, it could, that's where I'm leaning towards. Okay. Is that wow. Adam definitely did it. And there, and there are so many things, but there, like I said, that thing with the music, there's no way he didn't hear that shit. Yeah. And, and there, there's just no way. And there's just too much pointing in his direction. It, it's just, there's it, it so really much is. happening with it. It really is. So, final thoughts. Max Shacknai, definitely not, should have been looked into more. And the same with Rebecca Zahau. Where was the investigation here? I think that's what failed more than anything. So much more information could have been found out if that blood was tested, if they did handwriting analysis, if they didn't. You know what they did to the door in evidence? They painted over the writing. We couldn't even analyze <laughs> yeah. it now if we wanted to. I think also the only way this will ever be well partially solved. I would love to hear from Zena. And I would like to know yeah. what really happened. Like listen, Yeah, because like, now she's she's twenty years old. Listen, you've had time, you know. Yeah, she's almost twenty. She's twenty years old. I think that I know there's no statute of uh, what is it, limitations, limitations on on possible murder, but well, it I, obviously wasn't 
Right. Well, well it's I not don't know. Well, Maybe. Right. But what I'm what all I'm saying is, I would like to hear from Zena. I want to know yeah. if there's anything else that we don't know about Max Shackney's, uh, you know, incident. Right. I think that would shed light on him. And I think when it comes to Zen, uh, when it comes to Rebecca, I think we need to hear more from Jonah because I think he's been real closed mouthed about things. And well, he's lawyering up. I'm sure he's lawyering he's up. Being he, told. he hired a um, he hired a PC firm. Yeah. So he can make sure that his image stays okay. I mean, after this, after the murder, he sold his pharmaceutical company for two point six billion dollars. Right. Because after the murder of Rebecca or the suicide of Rebecca, whatever we call it, stocks plummeted. I'm sure. So he had to sell it for yeah. two point six mil, and he has not. He's since remarried, <laughs> and will not speak about it. Right. Well. I get not speaking about his son because that's probably that's, very that's personal very and difficult. Yes. But when it comes to Rebecca, I think there's a lot of information that he may know, that Adam may know that they're not saying. I, I would love to hear from Zena, and I would really like to hear from her her uh, yeah. her other sister. And something changed to make Dina and Nina, who were so anti Rebecca, to all of a sudden be like, now she was murdered. So right. something went down that we don't know about that we may possibly find out about. In February, because that's when this case is going to go to court. And then we'll definitely, because this is a doozy, <laughs> and we'll definitely do a, a little bit of a follow-up in February after the, or when the court proceedings end. They're going to start in February. Do I smell part three? Possibly a part three. Could you imagine? Well. Go ahead, say it, John. Wait, uno, dos, trace. Really? Is it trace? Yes, Dora. Trace. Uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, we love doing the second part with you guys. We know your heads must be spinning right now. Please let us know what you think. Murder, suicide. You like hashtag suicide. Hashtag murder. All right, relax. I'm just kidding. I just want to know. <laughs> like you guys can simply just be like. It was murder, really great. Suicide. All of the feedback with um, the Mac Jack Knight case and what you guys thought. So we'd love to hear what you thought. Think about Rebecca. And what went down, um, please reach out to us on social media. We love hearing from you guys on Instagram and on Twitter. And that's True Crime Couple. And if you would like to help us out with any donations, patreon.com slash truecrimecouple. That would be so incredibly helpful because what we got recently was just some soundproofing for the bedroom. And it's really improved the audio. Yeah, it definitely Pretty has. Pretty well. It's not done wonders for our decor, but it sounds better. <laughs> it sounds better for sure. All right. Thank you so much for joining us for our second episode. Bye, guys.